Thank you, Kelly Robinson, and good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. Glad to have you tuned, and uh, hope you'll be with us for the next almost an hour. Uh, Colin Thorson filling in today, and glad to have him aboard. Colin, tell me if uh, if I'm blowing the airwaves out. Kelly had me set this a little bit louder the other day, and I sound, it sounds just a little like a little distortion here or there, so let me know. Uh, otherwise, folks, it's really good to have you tuned in today. Give me a call. We are live on this day where there is rain in big parts of Texas, 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Let's talk about gardening as we head toward the middle of February. It's a good time to talk about getting your vegetable garden in. There are some very important crops that now start up. And uh, in much of Texas, it's time to be doing things. I was in Houston this week, and the uh, live oaks are shedding all of their leaves. That's normal, nothing to worry about. That will soon happen in central Texas, and then after that in north central and north Texas. That is absolutely normal. That's the, that's the way evergreen plants handle their lives. So don't panic about that. It's, uh, it's just the, the natural progression of things. People say, oh, they hold their leaves forever. Well, no, they don't. They hold them a year. And then they shed them, and this is the time. And boy, it makes quite a uh, quite a bunch of leaves on the on the ground. I was in a commercial uh, setting when I was down there this week, and they were they were busy trying to keep them off the sidewalks and out of the parking lots. Um, it's uh, it's just a, a busy time of year, and things are going to get much busier here in the next couple of weeks. We can talk about some of the things you need to be doing at this time, and we can answer your garden questions. That's my goal. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour live on this Saturday morning. 888-256-1080 broadcasting from the Amarillo area to Victoria and on to Corpus Christi all the way from Alpine. Let's go about, uh, what, 600, 700 miles east and we'll find ourselves in Crockett and Bryan College Station and about 30 other stations in between. I love doing this program because it makes me think about what are they seeing when they go out into their landscapes, into their lawns? Saw a lot of oleanders. Most of the oleanders I saw in Houston this week were frozen to the ground, just like the ones in Dallas-Fort Worth where I live and perhaps where you live as well. This winter, just as brutal as the other winters. You've seen that new USDA plant hardiness zone map that they put out late last uh, year, just uh, about three months ago. Well, you think you're in a hardier, a, a, a warmer hardiness zone? baloney <laughs> that thing is just so wrong we are not in the dallas fort worth area zone eight we are still zone seven and we have some winters that are zone six so look at that map carefully wherever you are in texas and uh, take it with a grain of salt and look at what temperature they're saying you got to and then look back to where you were about five weeks ago and if it's uh, if you say well gosh we were colder than that make note of that when you're out buying your new plants this spring by the way i'm hearing from some of the uh, i'm hearing from some of the uh, uh, wholesalers that some of the plants are in short supply already so don't wait until may and wonder why you can't find the plants that you want to uh, be using in your landscape it's happened the last uh, last four years in a row now they just can't keep up one of the problems is that uh, there are millions more Texans now than we had four or five years ago. That's, uh, that's one of the things. But uh, also, uh, there's just such a demand for those plants uh, that, uh, uh, that do well and, and that hold up to the cold. 
and the heat and the drought. We are a challenging town, uh, uh, state. Can you imagine? I, I think you uh, are already experiencing that. All right. We have a call from David in Sweetwater, and we'll go to that in just a moment. I'm going to get my first break out of the way. Uh, and uh, in the meanwhile, if you'd like to call, we have a couple of lines open at 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Give me a call, please. 888-256-1080. I'd love to hear from you. It's All right, Kelly, thank you very much. I think we may have uh, lost part of our connection there. Uh, no idea, and I was not aware of it. Uh, I'm going to do a really quick uh, summation on uh, the uh, uh, on my book ad. I need the revenue. <laughs> Be honest. That's why why I buy the ad in my own program. Uh, my book is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, and the only way you can get it is from my website or by calling my office. And uh, I will guarantee your satisfaction with it. It's thirty-four dollars and ninety-five cents. Probably at this point, the best way for you to, to buy it is to go to my website and look at it and and uh, see the things I told you, whether you heard them or if, if it was after it got dropped. Uh, but it's uh, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. And it's $34.95, 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, and I will sign your copy and personally guarantee your satisfaction. $34.95. And it's at neilsperry.com. If you prefer to call the office, you can do so. Uh, business hours, weekdays, 800-752-GROW. But uh, neilsperry.com is the better way. All right, we're ready to get the program underway now, and we'll go to our first call, David in Sweetwater. David, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Sperry. Yes, sir, it's Neil. Hello. How can I help you? Okay, Mr. Sperry. Well, uh, that's, uh, you'll understand my situation here, so you'll understand why I'm asking the question. Uh, I am disabled and in a wheelchair now, and I can't, I can't, you know, I can't get down in the garden work. So, what I have done, I've built me a flower bed that's uh, out of cinder blocks, and it's, you know, three blocks high, which make it 24 inches tall. And what I'm wanting, wanting to know is, how should I handle my drainage situation on that? All right, you're uh, concerned about the water getting out between the cinder blocks and out the bottom. Well, I, I don't want to open. I don't want to saturate my saturate my soil with too much water. So I'm trying All to figure right. out how I, I doubt to... that that's going to happen. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, let me try to help you through it. I have. Um, I am having mobility issues myself. I understand how you feel. I I get it a hundred percent. Um, and so I'm, I'm with you. Um, I think the, how did you uh, put the cinder blocks together? Are they just stacked or are they, do you have pipes through no. them or what did you do? Uh, well, they, I've got, uh, I, I, I poured a footing and then run rebar up and, and then of course they're mortared, you know, and. Okay. And, and you in. just have, uh, I'm sorry. So oh, go ahead. Okay. You, you just have bare ground at the bottom. You don't have any kind of uh, uh, concrete on the bottom of the of the garden, do you? No, 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 sir. Because what what, right. what what I have done is that uh, uh, I got relatives over Roscoe, and I'm gonna get some of that good old Roscoe Blackland dirt and put in it. 
okay. and use that for my soil. All right, put a lot of organic matter with that blackland soil. You want you want yeah. compost, uh, not mushroom compost, but but compost and and well rotted manure, and pine um, uh, uh, bark mulch. You know, that's mulch, relative. Things he like that. You want that in there too. He had, he, yeah, he has horses and cows, and he cleans out his pens with a skid loader, and he's got a stockpile of you know dirt hay and manure and i'm going to mix that with my top six inches of my soil for my all right you want you know, to do that but hear me carefully because i made a terrible mistake when i was a kid you don't want to get anything that is is at all current it's, you don't want it to smell bad it needs to be or to have an odor to it it needs to be fully composted a couple of years old uh, otherwise it'll tie up the nitrogen in your garden i want you to be a hundred percent successful and so okay. uh, what you're talking about doing is great, uh, but just make sure you get the stuff off the bottom and the outside edge where it's been sitting there for a long time, the back edge of it, not out front where you just piled it uh, three months yeah. ago. But anyway, mix that in six or 12 inches deep would be even better if you can. If you have a, a, a rototiller with a, the tines behind the wheels, and if you can get somebody to lift that up in there and, and rototill that, get somebody to help you i'm assuming you're going to have to have that help and, yeah. and people will well, do that for you and for me and and yeah, then that three 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 blocks high is going to be perfect you do not have to worry about drainage you do not have to worry about drainage it's going to go right down through that and into the soil it's not going to collect water and not in okay. sweet water i know where sweet water is and and bless you it it doesn't rain that much even on the downpour you'll be fine it that's why you raise the bed like that it's going to be perfect yeah well uh, uh i've got i've got rain gutters and i'm going to collect my uh rainwater when it does rain <laughs> and collect my rainwater to, to to water my, my plants but what i've David, got there's I've got, one other thing that there's one other thing that Texas A&M recommends putting in a garden. It's kind of expensive, and I don't know how readily available it'll be in Sweetwater. It's called expanded shale, S-H-A-L-E. I put it in my gardens that are the most important gardens in my in my yard. Uh, they're the ones where I'm going to grow the, the the kind of picky vegetables like leaf lettuce. Not not picky, difficult, but just you know where they're intense, where I'm getting a lot of pro production out of a small area or my annual flowers. Uh, expanded shale, uh, about half an inch uh, of that in that top foot of soil or top nine inches of soil will work really well. And you don't have to do that more than once every uh, five or 10 years. Uh, whereas yeah. this other organic matter, you'll need to add more every couple of, every year really. But with the expanded shale, it will help loosen up that blackland soil for you also. It, it has a lot of good benefits. Look it up online, S-H-A-L-E, Expanded Shale, and you'll see what okay. I'm talking about. Yeah, well. I think you can uh, do it. I got I got a couple of, couple of young young men that, that I, I pay to help me, and I've got me a, one of those little uh, uh, chainsaw uh, rototillers. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. As long as it'll go down uh, uh, six, eight, nine inches, it, it should work. 
you can rent a yeah, rototiller, or there's somebody near you who has one that that would would loan it to you or to them. That's that won't be a problem. Just let somebody at a church know that you need a rototiller for two hours, and they can they can find you one. People want to help. Yeah, just, just lifting that thing up in that, you know, it, you know, I can't do it, and it, you get a have to, you know, pretty pretty strong boys to lift that rototiller up in there. Yeah, we both we both did that some years back and now it's our turn to get a little help yes sir you can you you get that help hey i gotta run david but but keep me updated okay. on how it's going for you okay mr Ferry, i'm rooting for that. you thanks for thanks and, for the call you can do that and as soon as I all can right get let's uh, go ahead i'm gonna purchase your book all right thank you sir call um you betcha thank you so much take care bye-bye all right, let's go to, uh, let me see where I am time-wise. We have Chris and Brian and Glenn and Brian. Hey, guys, if you, uh, I guess Chris is uh, probably a guy, don't know, can't tell. The name is used both ways. Stay with me, if you will. Let me not get myself behind. I'll come to you right after this break. Wanted to make sure I gave him plenty of time on his question. And I'll come right back to you. Let me tell you about Fertilome right now and this wonderful company based right here in Texas. This is a Texas garden. This is a Texas lawn and garden hour for crying out loud. So it fits that a Texas company would be a sponsor. Soils are warming. Weed seeds are starting to germinate, especially in South Texas headed north. I have some good news for you. You can prevent those grassy and broadleaf weeds by applying high yield turf and ornamental weed and grass stopper containing dimension. High Yield is a sister company of the Fertilome Company. It's a granular product that provides pre-emergent control of crabgrass and suppression of many other grassy and broadleafed weeds when applied prior to germination. High Yield turf and ornamental weed and grass stopper is ideal for use in your lawn and ornamental beds because it won't harm established turf, shrubs, trees, or other desirable plants. It controls crabgrass, Dallas grass seedlings, now not the mature Dallas grass they, they established, but the seedlings, grass burr, oxalis, purslane, and others. Applied every 90 to 120 days for year-round control. Now, I recommend it especially for crabgrass and grass burrs. Applied about two to three weeks prior to the average date of the last killing freeze for your county. Two to three weeks prior to the average date for the last killing freeze for your county, and then 90 days later. Now, one of the great things about the makers of Fertilome and high-yield products is that they are dedicated to supporting local retailers. All of their products, including high-yield turf and ornamental weed and grass stopper, can only be found in independently-owned garden centers. To find your closest dealer, go to Fertilome.com and click on Find a Dealer. Fertilome, F-E-R-T-I-L-O-M-E, Fertilome.com, click on Find a Dealer. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. We have, uh, we have a line open at 888-256-1080. Hey, that's the same number Kelly just gave you, 888-256-1080. Chris is in Bryan. Chris, good morning. This is Neil. How can I help you? Hello, Chris. Well, Colin, what do you think? Chris, you there? Yes, sir. How can I help Hello. you? You're live. Chris, you sound like you're underwater. You're live on the air now. How can I help you? 
All right, I think he uh, may have been listening in delay and didn't know he was on the air. I'm not sure what that was. He was going to ask about transplanting tomatoes. Chris, if you want to call back, just don't have the radio on. That would help you. 888-256-1080. I have no idea what he wanted to know about transplanting tomatoes, but I'd be happy to help. Let's go to Glenn in Bryan. Glenn, this is Neil. Good morning. Neil, uh, hi. I'm going to tap into your knowledge of College Station. I, I know that you know it well. Um, this is about uh, the, the date of the annual, the, the, la the last date of the annual killing freeze. And I'm looking at your map in your book, and it seems like the line between two zones goes right over College Station. So which zone do you prefer to, to rely on? I think that your average uh, last uh, killing freeze will fall somewhere around the 5th of March, somewhere in that range. Okay. Um, right. I would I would figure it that way, and then about the 25th of February, I would look at a 10-day forecast. The 10-day forecasts have gotten more and more accurate, and I yeah. would begin to adjust things uh, at that point. Um, but that's, that's usually uh, uh, what it always has been. Things are, things are so fouled up weather-wise it seems like it's just so strange but that's uh, that's that's what i always used to use when i was a kid growing up and and it hasn't changed a whole lot uh, at okay. all okay so that and, uh, yeah all right that that seems to correspond to the northern the more northern zone rather than the southern zone um okay and actually if if i have a minute for a follow-up question it relates to that yeah you absolutely do now that has nothing to do with the hardiness zone that's just talking about no, the, no, the, no. the last killing freeze time yeah okay yeah 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 i was looking at the map in your book and the line from it's either it's either the you know to, middle of February or the first of March, but I mean that's pretty close. But well, let me that, let me tell you, I cheat uh, anymore because I have an iPhone and I just say, hey Siri, what is the average date of the last killing freeze for Kerr County, Texas, mm -hmm. and it will tell me, or for Brewster County, well Brewster, good grief, the yeah. biggest county in the state. Uh, let's pick something more reasonable, Rockwall County, Texas, and it, I'll go the smallest, and it will tell me. And and you can yeah. have that answer right in your face in, in 10 seconds, and I'm sure uh, other other uh, operating systems will do the same thing for you. Yeah, yeah, and I understand Now that you've saying, held on hold uh, for 14 minutes to find that <laughs> gem of an answer no. out. I no, better do better just, on this next answer, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, it's just that the map kind of divides Brazos County. Maps have to do that. It's just hard to be that precise. Yeah. What's your other but, question? Okay, quickly about uh, uh, weed preventer. Uh, I was listening to your last ad, which I have, you know, many for many weeks now, and you've always recommended uh, application ninety to a hundred days apart. But uh, on Scott's halts. They recommend no more than two applications a year, and I'm assuming they, they mean one application in the spring and one application in the fall. So what's your recommendation on that? Well, that's not going to work on uh, crabgrass, for example, in the extended season that we have. Uh, I don't think there's any uh, accumulation of product that would become problematic. 
uh, if you if you were to make the third application, you would make one in uh, you would make one in uh, in early March, uh, late February in College Bryan College Station, and then you would make another one in late May, early June, and those would be for crabgrass and graspers, and then the third mm -hmm. one would be around Labor Day, and I don't think there's any reason to worry that there would be an accumulation of Mm -hmm. the active ingredient that would cause any problem at all uh, and okay. there's no way that you're going to get a full season of control uh, of the of the warm season weeds the crabgrass and grass burrs by making one application in the spring so you're going to have to do three uh, with any of the three things baleen also the third one okay all right then i appreciate i've your seen time. the same Thank thing i've, I've I have seen the same uh, uh, statement on the Holtz uh, uh, bag and uh, have mused over it and have done a little bit of research on it, but I, that label is prepared for the nation and it's prepared uh, for a lot of short growing seasons in the north. It's, gotcha. out, of, okay. it's out of Marysville, Ohio. So, All right. Anyway, I hope that hope All that right. Answers. Thank you very much. I appreciate your call. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. Appreciate the uh, the challenges that you're exactly on target <laughs> on both of those. Thank you. All right. Thank you. You're an inquiring right. mind. Have a good day, Glenn. Thank you, sir. All right. That opens the line, 888-256-1080. In fact, at this moment, they are all open. Give a call, will you please? 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. My book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I explain in my book in Chapter 1 the basics of gardening, why I feel at that point, there, at the time that I wrote it, uh, there was only the 2012 uh, Hardiness Zone map and the 1990 map. And there were some earlier ones from 1960, et cetera. But I, I said, I think the 1990 map is more accurate and I had to find it. Uh, it was hard to find at that point when I wrote the book. The, the 2012 map had, had pushed Hardiness Zones north in Texas. And I thought, they're well, gonna get burned, we're gonna get burned. And sure enough, right after I wrote that chapter, about a month later, uh, we got burned. It got colder than the, they predicted it would. And it has uh, repeatedly did this year, did in 2021. Uh, that extended February cold spell, oh my goodness. And now here they've come back with another Hardiness Zone map that pushes it even farther. You need that 1990 map, and I have it in Chapter 1 for you. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 of my book is uh, the uh, the calendar of when to do everything. most common question I'm asked is some variation of, Neil, when should I do this or that? And uh, after 450,000 questions on the air and in print, I kind of know what questions to anticipate. Chapters 3 through 11 are very detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I worked a month on each of those chapters. I worked a year on this book. I hired Carolyn Skye to be my editor and Cindy Smith to be the graphics designer because I had worked with both of those ladies uh, for many years prior and I knew them to be highly skilled. Uh, this book was self-published because I wanted to make those decisions myself. It, uh, and, and also because I could cut out the middle people, the distributors and the publisher and, and the retail and sell directly from my garage to your house. And uh, so it's only $34.95, even though it has 344 pages and uh, 840 of my photographs, even though it's a hardback 
and even though I insisted that a book called Lone Star Gardening be printed in Texas, not in China. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, and I'll sign your book right before I take it to the post office. So, for all of that, here are the two ways you can buy it. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. You buy it directly from my office, from my website would be the better way. And that's neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. You can also call my office weekdays, 800-752-G-R-O-W. But the better way is at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. 888-256-1080. Won't give the number too many more times. We're almost out of time. 888-256-1080. Call right now if you want to get on the air. Uh, a couple of things I want to remind you of as you're planting new trees in your landscape. This is a time when a lot of people uh, plant or uh, transplant trees. And by the way, if you are trying to move plants within your landscape, you have... Uh, plans of remodeling or you're going to widen the driveway, whatever you're doing, you have a, a tree or shrub that's in the way uh, and you just want to reuse it. Maybe it's a crepe myrtle that is too tall for where it is in the landscape and rather than topping it, which is always a barbaric act, always, always without fail a barbaric act, you're going to move it where it can grow to its full height. Um, you need to do that while it's dormant, which means now and uh, especially in South Texas, you only have another week or two to get that job done. Um, and uh, so it, it needs to be done as soon as possible. Uh, and that's, uh, that's just critical. You can't start digging plants and moving them successfully uh, once they're leafed out and growing. Um, but back to my original point, and that is uh, if you are planting a new tree, a couple of things that that need to be done for sure, sure. You know, we've dug the hole as wide as necessary and, and exactly as deep as necessary. Don't dig it deeper because if you do that and then fill it with loose soil, it will settle and it'll be too deep. You want it exactly at the same depth at which it was growing before. Uh, and you don't need it a lot wider than, than necessary to set the soil bowl down in. It's gonna have to grow in that adjacent soil. You don't have to prepare a bunch of great soil around it. It's going to have to grow out into what you have anyway. Uh, so uh, just just dig a hole to accommodate it. But the important thing is set the, the tree in plumb, P-L-U-M-B, vertically in other words. The trunk needs to be straight up. You get one chance to do that job right. You blow it there, you're going to have a crooked tree for the rest of its life. And you can't stake it later. You can't pull it or push it it won't work. If you if you pull it over to get it straight and, and tie it to another tree and then release it eight years later, it'll go right back to where it was. It has a memory. So you need to get it straight the day you plant it. And um, if you're going to stake and guy it, oh, there are some awful jobs of staking trees out there in Texas. You need to have the uh, the the supports the guy wires or cables that go up the trunk um, several feet probably about five feet but that depends on how big the tree is four or five feet 
They need to be padded with fabric, with burlap or uh, some kind of heavy cloth or through a piece of garden hose, an old garden hose around the trunk. They need to, there need to be three of them, one of them to the southeast, one to the southwest, and one to the north. That will protect it against the prevailing winds. And they need to go out at about a 45 degree angle, not straight down and uh, need to be kept taut at all times. It amazes me how many people have these slaggy things flipping around in the wind. What good does that do? Won't even keep a bandit from stealing the tree. There's no use. Just trip you in the dark. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then you need to watch the, the cables and not let them girdle the trunk of the tree in a year or two as the tree grows and, and gets bigger. Get it off there once the tree is uh, rooted and can hold itself upright. That usually takes a couple of years. All right, so that's the stake and guy part of it. And then the other part is if your tree is a species that has very thin bark, for example, red oaks or other oaks, water oaks would be another good example. Chinkapin oak uh, has very thin bark, red maple, uh, Chinese pistachio. These are trees that can suffer horrible sun scald on the west side of the trunk. And uh, that's when they're new, when they're young. They've been grown in nurseries where they shade one another. And then we put them out in a, in a yard in full sun because we want the shade that they're going to provide later. And suddenly their trunks are exposed to that west sun in the summer. They, uh, they sunburn and we don't see it for three years, maybe two or three years. And they start to crack vertically and they pop open and they expose all that inner tissue, decay sets in and the bark peels off and the whole side of the tree is lost. The limbs up above die and the tree may die, often does. I saw about 20 beautiful red oaks at a little league park in, in my hometown of McKinney that should have been wrapped paper tree wrap or one of the other tree wraps put on for the first two or three years. Non-negotiable. You got to do it on these thin bark trees. So that's a, a secret to you to get trees off to a good start. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email box every Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m. Mine arrives about uh, 6.02 every Thursday. We send 80,000 of them out to subscribers uh, at, uh, at 6 o'clock. It goes by constant contact. It is free, and it always will be. We're in our 20th year with eGardens. I will never spam you. I don't give or sell your email address to anybody. You get eGardens. That's what you sign up for. That's what you get. There are five stories in each eGardens. One of those stories is always a featured plant of the week. One of those stories is always gardening this weekend, where I tell you the 12 or 15 most important things to get done that weekend. And one of the stories is always my answers to your gardening questions that you have submitted. Then we have a couple of other stories in eGardens. We have several people who guest write for it, and uh, their stories are just great from around the state. So that's what eGardens is. If you want to see what it looks like, go to my website. That's where you sign up for it. Go to neilsperry.com, same place you go to buy my book, neilsperry.com, and then click on the eGardens button on the navigation bar. 
and uh, scroll down you can see the most recent issue of eGardens and you can also sign up right there. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. Let me tell you once again about a program that I really truly believe in. I've been watching it for 40 years. It's the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association Certification Program. And if you're looking for reliable localized nursery help, go to the best experts from TNLA, one of the strongest trade organizations in America. These are men and women who have banded together decades ago to ensure that Texas gardeners have the best plants, the best products, and the best service that any industry can possibly provide. Shop where you see name badges and emblems of certified landscape professionals and Texas certified and Texas master certified nursery professionals. These are people who have studied long and hard hours. They pass comprehensive exams that cover all aspects of horticulture. They are the pros, the best in the business. Look for those name badges. Look for those emblems at member nurseries of the great Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. Texas certified and Texas master certified nursery professionals. I'll be back with more right after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. Well, the program is just winding on down now, so I hope we will be a regular part of your Saturdays if I haven't been before. And uh, you can always uh, you can always call me. Um, the uh, podcast of this will be uh, posted by Monday evening, Tuesday evening, somewhere in there. Kelly gets them to us uh, pretty quickly, Monday or Tuesday. Um, I want to give you the heads up that if you have a vegetable garden, as our first caller today does, uh, David and Sweetwater, uh, you are at prime time now in most of the state of Texas. It would be a, a week or two from now in, in the Panhandle area uh, for planting coal crops. That'd be broccoli and cabbage, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale. Those should be planted now. Uh, they're planted about a month before the average date of the last killing freeze, uh, uh, four to six weeks ahead. And uh, that will give them time to mature while, before it gets hot. Uh, also, Irish potatoes need to be planted uh, at that same uh, time. And uh, buy certified seed potatoes from a farm supply store or a nursery. These are potatoes that have not been sprayed with any kind of growth inhibitor, like it might be used in a grocery setting. Um, I, when I get certified seed potatoes, I'll cut them into uh, one or at the most two pieces. I like to have three or four eyes. Thank you, Colin, I got that. Uh, three or four eyes per piece. Uh, I don't like to cut them down too small. And let them dry on a piece of newspaper just to callous over and uh, then uh, go on with your planting. They need to be planted in a really well-draining bed. There's nothing better than fresh potatoes dug out of the garden. So that planting time is, is uh, now in most of the state. So lots of gardening things coming up and we can talk about them here every Saturday. I hope that you will uh, get in the habit of being with us and uh, I'd love to uh, have that chance to spend time with you. So uh, there's uh, just a lot to do. There's going to be a lot of re-landscaping again this year as we've had yet another cold spell. And uh, so be, uh, be prepared. I'm watching my clock here. Uh, be prepared for uh, all the uh, 
uh, all the nursery stock to start arriving very soon. Truckloads are coming into Texas from the West Coast and from South Texas into nurseries. And buy when you see what you like. Don't wait because it's going to, uh, the supplies are going to drain quickly. Work with your nurseryman. Go in during the week. They're not as busy then. To Colin Thorson, thank you, sir. Nice job. And to all of you who have listened, thank you so much. Have a great week. Happy gardening.